0: <laughs> you have found authentic business adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. Downloadable audio episodes can be found in the podcast, thank funded drawincustomers.com. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie, and today we're welcoming/slash preparing to learn from Nestor Gutierrez, owner of Rancho Express Lou. So, Nestor, how are you doing today?
1: Hey James, I'm doing great, and uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, I'm super excited to share my story, and uh, like at the end of the day, everything's possible. You just gotta follow through, and uh, don't 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 uh, step back when times get hard, you know. So uh, yeah. I'm really excited to share my story.
0: Very true. So tell me, the Rancho Express Lube—is that I imagine that's just what it sounds, right? It's a express lube place.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So uh, real quick, so I started working as an employee uh, for this company in uh, May 20. 20- 2015, and okay. I uh, I started as a loop technician, and really quick I I got bumped up to manager within two months, and um what happened was really the owner really noticed I was hustling, you know I was pretty much doing everything. Uh, the management was really poor back then when I first started. Uh, it was it was it was very poorly ran, like just to be honest, you know. All I right. I got to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore. So my dad, I wanted to quit because I wasn't I didn't like the way I was tre- uh, being treated, you know um i didn't like that i talked to the owner point is you know he uh promoted me to manager we got a really good relationship um i would work anytime like i was like pretty much like it was my business but it wasn't you know so it got to the point where he gave me a percentage of of, uh of the of the sales for the shop and uh in in 2018 he he came up to me he's like this place is gonna be yours uh i was like uh, i don't think i'm ready i mean i was really young at the at the, at the time uh, i was well like 20 and i had school full time and i had a lot of things going on so i didn't see that happening anytime soon i told him that would be more like in the 40s you know later on and he's like no this is going to be yours and then he like a couple times he came up to me he's like uh are you sure you don't want to take it over i'm like i'm not ready i don't i don't feel ready so um fast forward to 2020 covid everything going on uh, he came up to me, he said, like, look, if you're not going to take over, I have, uh, have a few buyers. Um, Even if I, I, I sell it to them, I'm going to give you a percentage because you, you've been a great employee and I want to take care of you. I'm like, no, you know what? We're going to take care of this. I don't know how I'm going to get the money, but I'm going to buy this business. And I was it was supposed to happen March 2020, but with everything going on, it got backtracked to uh, August 2020. I took over in uh, August 2020. And obviously the the road hasn't been pretty, but this year is uh, really my breakout year. Um, and that happens to be due to uh, a lot of personal development. I've I've invested uh, over a hundred k this year and personal development with uh really good mentors, Brand Cardone and local people. So that's really the 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 change in my business for the good has been great. Like I've, I've doubled up what I made every year. I've doubled up everything I I've made the previous year. So um it's like i mean i went from employee to ceo like without even planning on it you know it just it happened you know sure. and it's it's crazy how things line up that is super cool so tell and, me and,
0: no go ahead go ahead
1: and um uh, when i first started this was just an oil change spot it was just purely oil changes simple in and out express now i kind of transformed the the business we do everything uh from oil changes to preventative maintenance, uh, brakes, tires, suspension, work, AC. Uh, we work on everything. We get a lot of, we're in an area that we get a lot of nice cars. We get uh, Bentley's, Rolls Royces, a lot of nice cars, you know, so we kind of open the door for anyone and, uh, any vehicle, you know, any brand. So now we're, we're to the point where a lot of people know us locally and, um, they feel comfortable bringing in their vehicles because I'm part of the chamber of commerce for the city. And, uh, I think that's really building a trust uh within the company. So they really trust us and, and it that's that's one of the reasons why the business is doing so good.
0: Got it. That's super cool. That's yeah. impressive. So yeah, when think... you when you bought the business, did you get real estate as well? Or did you just more or less? No, so
1: so when I bought the business, I just bought the brand. I bought the name of the business, which came with uh the equipment and everything, you know. Um I, I don't own the property, I lease the property, but that's something I do plan to do within the next three years to buy the property. Oh, very, yeah, cool. and it, it it's in a good uh very good area. I don't know if you've heard about uh, Route sixty six, but it's on uh, Route oh, sixty six, yeah. so yeah, it's a very, very good area. A, a lot of traffic, so uh, I I, I love it. Honestly, I, I love where uh where where I'm at. I love the location. I'm super
0: blessed. Oh, that's impressive. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Route yeah. sixty six. My buddies and I went on a a road trip from uh-huh. Chicago to uh I want to say Kingman, Arizona. we were we were both oh, okay. from California
1: okay that was a long time ago yeah yeah
0: 61 buick it was a blast damn that's badass yeah it was fun it wasn't so badass going through the desert when my buddy was worried about overheating so he turned the heat on yeah yeah not great (laughs) great. (laughs) it's a long distance between exits but no worries that's super cool yeah so when you you, are you still in the same building as when you bought the house in
1: 2020 I'm i'm still in the same building uh so the building uh it's it's a pretty big uh uh location um I would say it's about an acre 0 point2 so it's a big lot and okay. uh, there's there's a lot of opportunities still like around me it's it's is uh like dirt you can say but there's a lot of potential for like opening up a uh, more little offices to either even uh, a lease or or even do something else for my own self you know so oh, wow. I do plan on on opening up a wrap shop a vehicle wrap shop uh the vehicle wraps is, is uh really growing in California so that's that's my my next uh journey. And then right now, I'm also um, hosting an event in uh, in a few weeks, uh, November 18th, for entrepreneurship. So I want to kind of like pass on what I know, bring in all the mentors that I've had and share with all the people that, that are ready to learn and, and really uh, make a change in their life, you
0: know? Oh, that's super cool. Tell me how yeah. many bays do you guys have?
1: So uh, at the current shop right now, we have uh, four bays. Four bays. Four okay. bays. And when I first took it over, it was only two bays. And oh, the other wow. two bays were blocked. Yeah. So then I talked to the to the owner of the property and I told him that I wanted to take over the, the other building. Because So what they did, it was one big building, but they cut it in half. And then uh they did window 10 next door and they did the auto repair on this side. Well, since that guy moved, um, I told him I want to take over. So I took down the walls and I made it nice. So now I have four bays.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So it's tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, oil change. I used to work as an oil change guy and then tires, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, oil change takes up some space, but you start throwing yeah. tires. You're talking inventory. You're talking the tire changer, balancing equipment, alignment equipment, and AC, you have all that equipment. Yep. So was yep. it tough to find room for all of that?
1: Yeah. So that's why one of the reasons why I, I took, uh, I had to take over the other two bays because at first I didn't do tires right away just because of that reason. I, I was looking for space. And uh, what does help uh, to to sort storage is uh, the fact that I have a pit style.
0: Oh, so nice.
1: I have underground and uh, above ground. So that, that really helps us. All the inventory, we keep it underground. And the tires, obviously, we have it on racks up, up upstairs. And uh, we just roll them in, roll them out. And then we just keep it in display so people can see that we do tires. Because that's something for, the like, the first year, obviously, I was I wasn't disappointed, but I understood that like you know people don't know me by tires, so it's gonna take mm-hmm. a while to to understand that you know. So now I do have people calling for tires. So um, I mean it's all a process, you know. And um, I don't have an alignment rack just because. So since it's a pit style, you know, there's a capacity of way you can have on top. I do have a two post lift. Um, so I made it work like there. We had uh, we had to bring engineers to make make it work. So I I can I can get a mobile alignment rack but it's not 100% accurate, so I'd rather do it, right? So I am looking for another location next year that uh, it's just going to be based for auto repair and alignments. Okay. And then we do, like, the express stuff right here, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Tell me, yeah. I want run down the tire rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. actually right now, today, I'm getting tires thrown on a car. Okay. <laughs> and it dawned on me that when I was doing tires, we're talking two decades ago, a long time ago, maybe even more Yeah. That. <laughs> or yesterday whatever a long time ago um there were a lot of tires but yeah. a 20 inch rim wasn't a thing back then a 24 inch rim wasn't a thing that was
1: yeah. mm-hmm. at least
0: not on anything but a tractor now yeah. you have a variety of sizes that i guess 14s really aren't the thing like they used to be back yeah, then. yeah kind of
1: kind of fell off yeah
0: but we got uh i suppose anything from 16s up to 22s i saw a car that was came with 22 inch rims which i thought that is mm-hmm. insane how do you stock all those tires to figure out what people are actually going to need and buy on top of the brands, uh-huh. the style? I imagine snow tires don't come into play with you in California. So, but-
1: so well, really, the way I work is uh, I really like keeping track of everything, everything that comes in. You know, if it comes from the phone calls to the service to the return rate for the tires, I always have my, my people uh, know, hey, you know, you know, this Toyota Corolla is very common, The the size, we always use it. Let's keep an extra amount of these, and let's have uh, different brands. So we always base it on the brands that people request. We 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 like sorting those out and having them ready. I do have what five warehouses. They're all nearby. So if you come in right now and I don't have it here, we'll make it happen. You know, um, we'll go get the tires. If you like the price, we like we're pretty fast. You know, so that's a very convenient thing. Like just having the warehouse, like literally what like ha- uh, half a mile away. So that's oh, very wow. convenient. That's super cool. Yeah, okay. it's super convenient before my my closest warehouse wasn't until like 30 40 minutes away so that was kind of a little more of a hassle but now, now that we have that it, it's super convenient um and another thing that we do is we service all of our enterprise vehicles so we do have to have certain um uh, brands and certain sizes just because of them like sometimes they 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 run into something and we need to get the tire ASAP so the car can, can get back on the road you know so that's how all we right. do it mm-hmm.
0: So tell me one thing that I never was able to pick up on when I was doing tires, is mm-hmm. what is the margin? Is it pretty healthy? Like,
1: honestly, it's not
0: oil change. Your yeah, market? yes.
1: Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's what I tell my guys all the time. The margins on the tires is not, is not the best. And I don't know. Sometimes I don't under, understand how like tire businesses make it. Just because, for example, like if if a tire is costing me fifty dollars. And then you go to Walmart and it's fifty-four dollars, you can't market so high because at the end of the day, the customer, the wife saw it at Walmart for fifty-four dollars, you know. So the margin on the tire is about like 10 to 15%. So it's not oh. even that much. It's 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 almost nothing, you know? And really where, where you kind of make your money on the tire is on the label, on okay. the mounting and the balancing. That's really like like where the money really comes from. But like on the on the margin of, of the actual profit from the tire you're selling, there's really no 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 big thing on it
0: interesting okay it's like
1: like it the margins are way higher on the oil change uh than than the uh, the tire just because on the oil like uh you know like i mean oil prices have gone up but however um the the rates that you get for oil are way cheaper than the tires you know even, if, even right. when you work with people yeah so so that's how it works all
0: right yeah when we i remember uh doing oil changes and stuff like this and they wanted it 30 minutes or less yeah i to do this laundry list of inspections yeah, most of the guys would just be like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep," because you get yelled <laughs> at if you take longer than thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, but you also get yelled at if you don't do the inspections. Let's just race, because yeah. there's some. I suppose you see this. There's some air filters that I don't know what engineer put that in that spot.
1: Absolutely, not
0: the guy that has to work on that
1: car. <laughs> Absolutely, and um yeah, we're we're always like then like like especially in new cars like really like do we really have to move all that stuff to get to the oil filter not nowadays you know especially the european cars yeah like, we have to remove the air boxes we have to remove a bunch of stuff just to get to the filter you know so i totally understand what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: funny. so tell me um air conditioning i imagine in california that's a year-round or almost year-round thing I absolutely so that's got to be a lucrative business
1: it, it it is and right now so that the main thing that um has made me bring in even more people is the fact that I do a lot of content on Instagram. So I do a lot of videos, educational videos that I talk about, Um, you know, this is importance of replacing the cabin air filter, you're getting a bad smell and so on, you know? So I do, I do a lot of videos for AC and I have even a higher return that comes in for ACs because not a lot of shops like the the pit, pit style do ACs, you know? So oh. that, that, that is like around the area, like for example, Valvoline doesn't do AC, Jiffy Lube doesn't do AC, you know? So, I'm like, I'm unique in that sense. And I also do a free car wash. So um, I do get a lot of people coming in for ACs and then the AC industry. Yeah. The, the margins are much bigger. You know, it, it's gonna vary depending on, on what people uh, um, need, but normally like, for example, let's say you need a AC compressor and AC compressors are pretty expensive, you know, on mm-hmm. the part. So on the margins on the parts, it's not even that big. It's on the labor. You know, some some of these cars take like five or six hours of labor yeah. to get to it. So that's that's really where the money comes from.
0: All right. And yeah. when you, um, so the place that I worked at, you are just paid hourly. But yeah. I did have some buddies that worked in the industry, and they were paid, uh, based on what the motor manual would say. Yeah. So motor manual says five hours to replace this AC compressor. You quote the client five hours, mm-hmm. and regardless of if it takes you six hours or three hours. Uh, the mechanic would get paid the five hours. So if oh, it takes them yeah. three hours,
1: they get paid for. They're, five. they're
0: making ex- some extra cash because then they can get more products or yeah. more service done. Yeah, so it's a very interesting game because then if you run into a problem where you're like, ah, I didn't notice this or the rusty bolt, maybe in California it's not a thing in Wisconsin it certainly is. Um, a <laughs> headache.
1: You know, yeah, it absolutely is though. Um, so I, I as far as I know. Uh, I never worked at a dealership. But as far as I know, pe- the people that uh that I know, um, it's mainly the dealerships that normally pay you like flat rate. There's some shops that are like just like engine or transmission shops that they also offer uh flat rate um where they get paid by the uh, labor guide. But most of the time, any shop like this, like they're hourly. And if, if you're in sales, and there's commissions, you know, so gotcha. that's how okay. you keep the the team like on the on the same level, you know? And then right. for me, like, well, it has worked a lot. I, I, I like, uh, I like treating everyone the same because at the end of the day, like my loop technician is just as important as my assistant manager, my manager, I'm a mechanic. So we're, we're all always uh working on, on on team skills, you know? So we have daily meetings. We talk about several things and also we, I take them out. I like treating them because at the end of the day, none of this would be uh happening right now without them. And I think that's something like, uh, some business owners, they, they overlook, you know, Uh, they, they, they're so focused on making their own money and growing on themselves than and actually helping others. Because I, I, I seen that when you help others, you know, the, the return is much higher and they're more, more uh, likely to be really like helping you grow, really uh, focus on, on their, their job, you know? So yeah.
0: Yeah. Right on. So when you bought this place in 2020, how did the transition go, as far as the employees go?
1: So back then, during COVID, we never stopped. Okay, um, we only laid off one guy, and uh, it was just three of us. When I took over the business, two two guys came with me, and um, one of those is still with me. The other one he left uh, within a few months, and and he left because my my rules he didn't really like him. like mm-hmm. He saw the change. So he started like, ah, this is not going to work out for me, you know? And before, like some things like were, were like, just because of the old owner, like he like tolerated a, a certain things just because he was a really good mechanic. But with me, I'm like, I don't care how good you are. You know, these are the new rules. Like, you know, showing up on time is, is it's huge, you know, not mm-hmm. a couple minutes late. So I, that person's, uh, he's still with me. And then, Bringing in new people during COVID was a a little tough just to bring in quality people, you know, so I I did make a few mistakes when hiring, you know, I kind of went with people, Oh, you know, I have a bunch of ASCs, I had the experience, brought them over and they were nothing what the book said, you know, so i took my time after that I, I kept what i have for the moment to make it work and i really focus on getting good quality people you know and i also got people that didn't have any experience because the, the day, i'm like i'd rather spend money on them train them and then make them great and and have them uh stay with me you know the loyalty yeah so right now we have uh seven employees not including myself and my wife oh, wow. Yeah, so, so yeah when when we started, <laughs> first started like like i said like we only had two guys now we have seven people, and like we're we're probably looking into getting two more people because we're pretty busy.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, are they yeah. are they cool with each other, or is there a battle, or do you have to deal with man?
1: Honestly, like I said, I I love my team. The, everyone right. like we're we're like more more than just you know just uh, coworkers. We're we're really family. We're, we're uh, it's a brotherhood. All right. And uh, I say that because the 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 main thing that I focus on uh in the last couple of years is the leadership. You know. Leading by example. And I think they they respect that and they they look up to. Me. And um I think I'm kind of setting the tone for them. And even when I'm not here, like everything's like on autopilot. They know their duties, there's no fighting. At the end of the day, I gave them I give them all commission. It's not just my salesman. I gave my my loop technician a commission and and we focus it on a team a team goal you know this is a the amount we have to reach and everyone's uh being held accountable for for that you know so you know no comebacks none of that stuff like we focus on a great job from the beginning so at the end of the day everyone's so focused on winning that there's no time to be competing or being better or talking back to someone else like everyone else is always on the same level you know
0: all right super yeah. cool. one of the yeah. things that i want to chat with you about just in the industry that you're in especially in california <laughs> California is notorious for having the environmental stuff and all that jazz. And I was thinking when I was a kid and I was working on cars, you had your brake fluid going everywhere. You had your yeah. um, just everything, all the chemicals in the car. You would try to contain what you could. But in the end, there was a drain. And a lot of time, not that you were just emptying the oil from a car in the drain, but a few yeah. drops end up on the floor. Yeah, and The floor gets hosed off at the end of the day. It all ends up in that drain kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I I thought that's a chemical mess right there. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine in California it's got to be way worse. I imagine it's or more difficult. Oh, yeah. I should say
1: there, there's yeah there's so, you just got to be super careful. Like you're so limited to the things you can do. Like for example, like like for me, like I can't I can't even let's say a car comes and I I kind of wash the the tires or try to clean it up. I can't do that because the water is not going to a drain. You know and oh. there's a car wash next to me and the car the, the water would like just the way it's level like the water would go to the car wash you know so they, they don't want that you know so i i can't even i can't even do that in the back you know I, if i mop, i can't i can't just throw the water anyway you know like you have to go to the sink that's where i have to throw the water out you know so there's so many laws that you just gotta be careful and i know a lot of shops don't care. i i'm, I'm one just be, just for the fact that i'm part of the chamber like my standards are so high, like I don't want a bad image, especially from me or my business. So I'm always uh, up to regulations. And that's what uh, in the team meetings that we have, we touch, we do touch uh, safety, you know, and we go over, you know, the fire, uh, fire hazards, uh, oil disposals. Um, they know the rules already. If they see any drops of oil or any fluid, they clean it up right away. We mop it or we put kitty litter, clean it up, make sure because at the end of the day, someone can fall and, you know, um, it can get worse, you know, so. I'm super huge on that, you know, on, on the boots that they wear and just making sure that everything's being done correctly, you know, because I don't want to be dealing with no OSHA, none of that, none of those headaches, you know, so I like yeah. doing it from the beginning.
0: Gotcha. Nice. So tell me, when you took it over, were you married, have a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, anything like that?
1: Uh, yeah, so when I took it over, I had this guy married. I, I got oh, married. You had just t- gotten married. I had just guy married. I got married in uh, October 2019. And I oh, took wow. it up, uh, yeah, no, a couple months later. Yeah. So All
0: right. and um, how did they feel with you buying the business? Um, You know what?
1: I think I'm super blessed. It happened like that because uh, just getting the money, my father-in-law helped me a lot. Oh, wow. And um, it was really nice having his back because, you know, before then, like I kind of, you can say I, I earned his respect. Because before then, like he was just like more like you know, you know, fathers, you know, and and are <laughs> oh, only yeah. daughters, you know. So he was a little tough on me. He kind of didn't really talk to me, but then he, he he noticed what I was doing, and I told him, uh, you know, that that was my plan, and I didn't even ask for anything, and, and it came out of him. Say, hey, I, I can, because he has his own company for construction, so he's like, hey, I can lend you some money. Like I'm fine with that. I'm like, damn, like really? And I told my wife, and my wife always has supported me in everything that I do um so as long as she she says as long as you know that you know you, you are gonna make it you, you do have a plan you're not going into something that you're not sure i'll support for you you know so that was really good to have that and really my father-in-law really helped me make it you know because you know the money
0: <laughs> yeah that's a yeah. super cool that's impressive yeah, yeah so when you got married did your wife know that you were looking to buy the business or were you talking um, oh no
1: no I mean, we, we, I met her in 2016. So she, she knew I was working for a while. She knew my, my position, my manager, uh, position. And, um, she also knew the owner cause, uh, you know, we would always go to his house and vice versa. And, um, she kind of knew like, you know, the offers being made by him, but we never, I never even told her like I'm buying it. Like I I didn't even know myself, you know, wow. one, it was kind of like one of those things when he told me the final time, like, Hey, I do have more buyers. Um, uh, you don't want to take it over. That's kind of like, oh, wake up call. You know, like, do you really want this or or you don't want it, you know? And I, at the beginning, I was so focused. on like, man, I'm, I'm a winner. Hopefully he does sell it. I'm going to get a percentage out of it. But then I'm like, what's going to happen when the new new uh, owner comes in and he wants to lay everyone off, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of, that was the wake up call for me. I didn't know. She didn't know. It was, everything just happened so fast. And I think just like till now, like everything always so ha- happens so fast, you know? And I'm always like, opportunity comes. I'm like, okay, let's take it, you know? So Nice. Yeah.
0: That's super cool. Tell me that had to be capital intensive. So tell me about the purchase. Did the mm-hmm. previous owner did they did they finance it? Did you have to go through a bank? Did you just give them a bag of money and say, here you go. It, How did that
1: everything work? everything was so simple just due to the friendship that we had, you know? Um he made it like literally so easy. Like he told me you have two years to pay me off. I want uh, 20% down of the total amount. Uh that's all I'm asking for. And after that, we're gonna make X amount of payments. And uh, as long as you pay before two years, no interest. After two years, there will be an interest of X amount. You know.
0: Okay. So
1: he, he literally just went like like this. You know, like here, here's a shop. Give me the money. You know. And yeah. uh, my my goal from the beginning, you know, I, at the end, uh, at the end of the day, since I had money borrowed from my father-in-law, I owed him money, and I pretty much owed my 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 previous uh, boss money. You know, so I pretty much had two transactions to be paying monthly. And my goal was, I told my wife, I got to pay them off within the year. I I don't like that. I I don't like dealing with that. So we're going to pay them off before the year. Well, we paid them off in nine months, both of them. My my father-in-law, and I paid off my- Oh,
0: congratulations. That's impressive.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And I think what what really helped um, make that happen was the fact like all the bills for the shop are due on the 10th or the 12th. So I told myself, you know, I have 10 days to- the ball rolling i gotta make sure it's like we're kicking butt you know so that was my main focus so the first 10 days were focused on paying the bills and after that i said okay now we have you can say a couple of days that we can we can put those aside and then start putting some money into our, our uh, reserve account you know so that's the way i worked you know and back i mean uh when, when i got the business i was well, i was 23 i turned 24 um so the business like mentality wasn't there. I was more of like, I got to do it myself in order for it to get done. Right. You know? Oh, sure. I I felt like I had to be like all over the place, you know? And, um, uh, I'm so glad that I, I grew out of that because that's, that's the way, you, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't have a business. I just had bought myself a job, um, a high paying job. You can say, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's really how it worked. Uh, it, yeah. I'm very fortunate. Like I said, I'm very grateful for him because, None of this would be possible without him. You know, it's an opportunity that you don't, you don't get every day, you know? So.
0: No, no, that sounds impressive. Yeah. So did your old boss cut you a little bit of a deal compared to the other people that were going to buy? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, okay, absolutely. Like, it's like, it was like, uh, if you were buying a, a brand new car in, in 2020, you know, like I'll tell you this, I was less than hundred K.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Ah. yeah
1: it, was, it was less than hundred K and, uh, is the money that the the uh, business is worth right now it's it's crazy, you know, for how much I got it. Yeah,
0: um
1: it's it's just amazing how at the end of the day he only did that because he saw that I, I had a lot of passion for vehicles. And um uh, he it like he only got this business because it was an opportunity, but it wasn't really his thing. He did stereos, he did window tank, and and at the end of the day, like what he did is uh all the money that uh he got from this business he used it to open up more locations for window 10. So he won, I won, we both won and he's doing great right now. I'm doing great. And it worked out, you know?
0: Oh, very cool. So did he yeah. start this thing from scratch or did he buy it from someone else?
1: No. So, so this, this business used to be, uh, owned by the same people that owned the, the, the land and also the, the property and the, uh, the car wash next door. What happened is, uh, this business was established in 1996. The the original owner, he really had something really good right here. Um, I don't know what happened that uh, he had to move out, but he was he was averaging like over hundred uh, cars a day. There was a, a gas station in the corner. You know, it's on foothill on, on Route sixty six, so a lot of traffic. I don't know what happened that uh, uh, he he left. I believe in two thousand nine, and new owners came in, that per that bought everything out, and they decided to run the oil change. Well, everything. Good that was built was literally collapsed by the the new owners.
0: Oh no! Because
1: because what happened is they they were investors. That, that, that's what they were. They got random people from the car wash come over here to do the oil changes. People didn't know what they were doing. Cars were leaving. Like you could you you, you can you can assume what happened. You know leaking and just a mess. You know they literally killed the spot within a year. So when my my uh my previous boss came in. He saw the opportunity and uh, he's like, you know what, like it's time to build this thing. And then he came in with a partner. And the partner had a lot of uh, uh history in the automotive industry. And uh that's why he bought him in. And at the end of the day, uh the partner in him, um, he just didn't like the way he operated. Like he was so focused on on sales, 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 even when they weren't needed. So my my previous boss is like I don't want that, you know, I want this to to be built the right way and it needs to be with honesty. So, uh, they broke up and, um, that's, that's kind of like around the same time that I came in. And when I first started, this place was only doing like on a good day, maybe like eight cars a day.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. It was nothing. It was eight? nothing, you know, eight, eight cars a day. So it was just uh, a manager, assistant manager. They were brothers and me, you know, and then, um, it slowly like some, some Saturdays we can do like 15 cars a day, but it was really there, and, you know, and, uh. Um, after, after he got rid of them, because like I said, part of it had to be the way they were answering the phones, the way they managed everything. They didn't do any inspections. Like you said, they would just get the car and just like, check, 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 get it out of here. you know, all the changes done. And uh, I was pretty much doing everything and they were just in the back. They were just, you know, smoking cigarettes and like, they were just not working, you know, mm. um, until the day that, you know, my my previous boss noticed like, man, This guy, you know, me, uh, he's really doing everything. And the other guys are just, you know, just standing here, bossing him around. So at the end of the day, that's when I noticed, I told them, I'm like, there's so much potential here. Like, you got to notice, like, I see it, you know, like a lot of cars come in sometimes, but like they're rude to them. You know, you're losing customers because of the management. And I mean, I was only at the time I was like 18. It was hard for him to believe, you obviously, you know, because like, what, the, this kid, what is this kid talking about, you know? So then he he tried to invest more time in, in the business because he was never here. And, uh, he started getting uh, more marketing and, and we slowly grew it. And then within the next couple of years, we started averaging about 15 to 20 cars a day and, and, and slowly grew that, you know? So, so now I'm averaging about 55 cars a day and, and I have pretty good high tickets too. So, uh, it's, it's only getting better and better. And, uh, I service a lot of enterprise vehicles. I service a lot of local flower shop and contractors. I have a lot of fleets, you know? um. So that's also really helpful. How did you end up getting the fleets? Um. So there was just one idea. Uh, I saw enterprise vehicle. Like I said, enterprise, I'm like, you know what? Like I told him, I'm like, we should get a contract with them. He's like, oh, I didn't think about that. He's like, oh, go, go ahead and and, and go, go to their office and, and see if uh, we can get that. Well, uh, you know they they shut me down they said no they they have someone in house that does it and then a couple uh a couple months later i tried again got denied and i started looking i, I slow I, I think i got like two flower shops to come in um and then i got one uh contractor to come in it was a very small count well in 2019 a new manager for enterprise uh came to us he's like yeah, i see a lot of requests but they they've been ignored so um we definitely need to uh, bring a lot of cars to you. We're looking for a facility that we can trust. And I, I see that in you. So let's go ahead and get a contract. So it took a couple of, a couple years for them to actually come in, but we've kept that account. And then, uh, we have, uh, seven of their, other stores nearby that they bring us cars, you know, and just from them, sometimes we get like 20 cars, you know, a day just from them.
0: Wow. Yeah, so so mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's a, it's a really good account. And then, um, we use that to leverage more. So we always uh, mentioned that, yo, you know, we do uh, have this uh, account with enterprise and uh, it opens the doors for other people, you know? So uh, now we're to the point like where people, like, uh, people that have a lot of vehicles that have fleet vehicles, they call, Hey, uh, I want to set up an account with you guys, because they see that we're working on, on uh, alarm, uh, alarm ve- uh, fleet vehicles, uh, solar vehicles, and a bunch of uh, vehicles, you know? So, the now we're to the point where like we're getting known more yeah. and they know that we're we service a lot of fleets.
0: That's cool. That's super cool. Twenty calls a day from enter or twenty cars a day. That yeah, is-
1: sometimes like we we can be like it can be like a couple cars in the bay, and the next you know like a a whole line of cars. Like they have a bunch of drivers. Like sometimes they bring seven cars at a time. I'm like, okay, let's get to work. You know.
0: Wow. <laughs> so- that's yeah. oil changes, tires, the typical... It's just, it can car. vary.
1: Sometimes it's, just, uh, sometimes it's just oil changes, sometimes it's brakes, sometimes it's tires. Uh, it could be everything, and it just depends, you know? So All right. whatever they need, we, we make it work.
0: Fastest car in the world's a rental car, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we're out, when I was a mechanic, we used to do... Uh, we had Pizza Hut cars, little Honda Civics. Okay. And holy cow, did those things get beat. By oh, the yeah. drivers, <laughs> they were, I don't know how those cars kept running.
1: Uh, only because were... they're Hondas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we would, I still remember, pulling the drain plug on one, and the uh-huh. oil just came on no the trip. Yep. And I thought, how you're in like, the world is this thing running?
1: This yep. <laughs> I've seen I, that so many times. I, I'm i amazed, too. I've seen it on Honda so many times. And it's crazy because it's the older Hondas. Yeah. You're like, how did it get here? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you're right. just like, like this thing is, is crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I still remember some of those some of those cars. And I was thinking, <laughs> if somebody paid me to destroy a car, I don't think I could do as bad as these drivers are doing to this uh, car. <laughs> They're just destroying these cars. So, crazy. anyways, interesting. Uh, tell me about um, marketing. When you, what was the mm-hmm. previous owner doing? And I mean, um, he was busy doing his other stuff. And then when you took it over, you probably had a dream or a vision of like, hey, when I take this over. This is what we're going to do to get the Rockets going on this thing. Tell me what yes, you did sir. there.
1: So when, when when he was here, he, he put all his uh, eggs in one basket pretty much. That was uh, Google Ads mm-hmm. and yo, That was like his main marketing. Um, I saw it working, especially Google Ads. Um, I'm like, okay, you know, like I didn't understand how it really worked until I came in. I'm like, okay, so how does this work? So I did my research. I kind of eliminated Yelp because I I saw that not a lot of people were coming from Yelp and something that that helps me to this day, keep track of uh, what's working. I always ask the customer, you know, how do you hear about us? And I helped me keep track of it right now. What the main thing that's helping me right now is social media, Instagram, Facebook. Mm. And I say that because like I said, I post content about everything. You know, today we have this vehicle, we have a certain brand today, you know, this is how you do this, and this is how you do that. And make sure you avoid this. And it's like a lot of people are viewing it and asking for, for uh quotes and stuff like that. So social media right now, it's my best marketing that I'm doing. However, Google Ads is second still. I do uh my budget on it. Um, it's about $1,500 a month, and I see a lot of good return coming. Uh on Instagram, I do I do run ads on Instagram, like I see the videos that do good. And I make sure that they do better, you know, and um, especially when I'm doing like um, like uh, a, a certain special coming up, I put it on there, I blast it and I have a, a lot of calls, you know. So that's that's what I see working. And I have kind of implemented it because I have a lot of people that are in the real estate and also doing other uh, businesses. And I see it's working for them. I'm like, OK, how can I make this work for me? And then I, I just started realizing that it's all about giving them information Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, people make it, uh, make it so focused on just like information call to action, information call to action. But I don't do that. You know, I just give information, give, 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 give. And then at the end of the day, they're going to trust me more because I'm giving them free content and I'm telling them this is how you do this kind of like a YouTube channel, you know, but in like 15 to 20 seconds. Because at the end of the day, you know, people lose interest after after uh, a lot longer time, you know? And then if they, they they don't want to do it themselves, then hey, I saw the video that you posted. Uh trust you guys. That's literally what it's telling me. Trust you guys. Uh I have this problem going on. Can you fix it? If we can, bring it over, or we can't, you know, we recommend them somewhere where they can get fixed, you know. So um that's that's what's working for me at, uh, at the moment.
0: All right. And is this you doing that stuff or do you have no
1: you so know? I have I have someone it? I have someone that comes in and, and 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 does it for me, just like the video stuff, you know? So I have a videographer that comes in, we shoot the content, he, he edits, he does everything, he sends it to me. I'm the one that posts, posts uh, everything. Uh, so I do keep track of that. I post my content, I post my own ads. I, I take control of that. Um, One thing that's also really helping me with the captions and the hashtags is AI. I use a lot of chat GPT.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: uh, that's it, it has made my job way easier before like like that's something my wife hates about me like when i'm posting a video like i would be like like i'd be there for 30 minutes but like try to trying to get the right caption right hashtags you know so now literally get the video that uh my my guy uploads i get it i i, I send it over to instagram i go to uh chat gpt um uh, write me an instagram uh, post about uh, this video and i kind of put a little bit of the information I, I copy and paste and i post it and it's super fast a lot of engagement and it's super easy you know so uh, i'm just really taking advantage of the, the ai right now you know so it's really helping me and um, that's literally where i see like even like it's crazy how, how, how much content i'm doing sometimes i go to grocery stores or anywhere and they're like oh, I see you on Instagram. You pop on my Instagram. So anywhere I go around here, like people are like, man, I always see you guys on Instagram. Like That's like kind of like, like the, the community. that That's what they're saying right now, you know, because I so on Instagram, you can target a certain radius and I've targeted a 30 mile radius. So anywhere okay. within the 30 mile radius, like they see it. when I do uh sponsored ads, they see it and they'll tell you, you know, it's going to reach X amount, you know, so I always aim high. And that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I always see you guys on, on my Instagram? You know? <laughs> but I like hearing that because at the end of the day, like the brand is building, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's incredibly huge. Yeah. So are you, tell me about budget with something like that. Because uh-huh. when I was looking at, I guess I've done Google ads before. Mm-hmm. And depending upon what I was selling, sometimes the the bid amounts are yeah. psycho. Yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. I had a flower shop for a hot minute.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And just competing on keywords of flowers it was <laughs> insane i think it was more than what a bouquet of flowers cost
1: i can imagine and 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 that's the thing that i i told myself like i would get happy because oh, okay we're, we're busy we're busy but then i would see the google ads go like there was a time that i spent like 3500 google ads i'm like that's a lot of money mm-hmm. I'm like i need, need to make sure that you know I'm, I'm i'm getting more leads without paying so much and I started noticing, like, you know, people were like, posting content. I'm like, at the end of the day, that content is for free. So I started doing the content, and I see the option to, to sponsor. So at the end of the day, it just depends on the content. Let's say your content that you posted, it's good information, and you you put $100. Sometimes, for me, like, when I first started doing that, like, I just had one customer from the $100, that information that he heard, turn into, like, $2,000 ticket. All right. Just because of the information, you know, so it's, a, it's, 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 it's at the end of the day, it's the information that you're getting, because if you're getting poor information and you're sponsoring thousands of dollars, but the information is poor, then the leads are not going to come in. Maybe a few do, but it's just the information that you're talking about. You want to get it to the point where you don't longer have to do sponsored ads because your information is so good. People are sharing it. You have people viewing it and you don't have to be paying a penny now. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm also right now really focusing on the whole referral. Um, I posted on my social media, you know, referral, get $15 off uh, for. Uh, so if, if you come into my business, I give you $15 credit. And then the person that you bring, $15 off. And it's unlimited. And I I, I do really emphasize when, when I say, like, okay, at the end of the day, if you bring X amount of people, your service can be for free. You know, so that's oh, people that's here cool. free. People here for you, are like oh, you know, I do have <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of family members, and it's it's been like that for a couple people, you know. So um, that's also working for me. The referral program that I have, uh, we talk talk and tell everyone that comes in, so they know about it, and uh, that's really working, you know. But it's not gonna work if, if you have a, a horrible product, your service is not good. Like you gotta make sure you gotta focus on the on the on the product first, and then you can do this, you know. So
0: gotcha. All right. That is impressive. That is very impressive. Thank you. So have you found Instagram? Like there's 50 million social media things, right? There's top yeah. whatever, 10. So How many. do you choose where to go or where to post?
1: So every, every, every platform is going to be different. You know, the algorithm for TikTok is way different than Instagram. And uh, for me, Instagram is the one that's working the most. I do post on Facebook. I do post on TikTok. TikTok it does it it does bring in a, a couple uh couple leads. But there's a lot of people that are really into that in in, in my area, but um uh, not compared to Instagram. And the Facebook I also do have people come in, but it's the older crowd. Like on the Instagram is mainly the the crowd that are like in their early twenties or early 30s that have like the the car club cars, like you know, they, they put a lot of money into their cars. That's kind of like the the uh, people that come in from my Instagram, you know. And then a lot of people too do come from Instagram, like the the people like early 40s, uh early 50s to have the nice exotic cars. They're like, oh, well, they do these cars, let me give them a shot. They like the service. What happens? They refer them because at the end of the day, they have friends with the same cars. And next thing we know, we have a bunch of those cars, you know. So
0: all right. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Is yeah. it tough? I'm just, just going down the exotic car road. Uh-huh. Uh the few times that I've been. I'm gonna quote unquote lucky to work on them because some of them they're really cool car when the hood yeah. shut, but sometimes <laughs> when you open that hood you think, whoa! i so lucky. <laughs> not the best engineer in the world, for my opinion. Yeah. So, but a lot of the times the, the just the code readers and the stuff, the equipment that you need is all specialized. Mm. It's kind of a pain. But it is. You get to drive a little a nice car. Nice too. and yeah.
1: I, I think for, for us, what happens is. Like all the people that I have, they love cars as well. Um, so I tell them all the time, okay, if you guys want to be able to get in these cars, you know, uh, the only way to do this is by when we get one, we gonna do a fantastic job, because at the end of the day, you know, he's gonna have more friends with the same cars, and they get more excited, you know. So they're so focused on on doing a great job on every car, um, and I tell them, okay, what do we need to get cars like that, and then. They give me a list. This is what we need. This is the scanner that we need. This is the tools that we need. Okay, I'm okay. The tools we're gonna be prepared. I do, I'm a I'm a high believer in the in the law of attraction, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it always happens, like if I want something, okay, what do we need to get that? I get it, and it's automatically like boom, 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 like I'm like, oh wow, like that's crazy, you know. So that's that's how it's been, you know. I, I got the equipment that we needed for like Lamborghinis, Ferraris, all the exotics. I spend a lot of money on scanners and uh, tools, like thousands of dollars, you know. Wow. But now, now when I really took advantage of one that, that came in, it was a Rolls Royce and it was a friend of mine, um, did a lot of content. I posted, I posted it. What happens next? Oh, I have a Bentley. I have a Ferrari. I have a Lambo. Like, can you do them? I'm like, yeah, of course bring them over. So I have a supplier that I can get parts for all those exotic cars. And also, uh, the scanner that I have can, can reset any maintenance light. We can, we can do diagnostic on them and, and that's really good. You know, um, Here's a little uh a little something you probably don't know, uh. So Rolls Royce that Rolls Royce uh, that came in it was a Kullinan uh 2015. Um, it came in for a clunky noise in the in the front. I go underneath. I'm like, hmm, this car looks like a BMW. So I go downstairs and I'm checking it out. I'm like I told my mechanic, man, doesn't it look like the BMW that we just did? Like the controllers look the same. He's oh yeah, but that's that's he's like that's pretty much like any European. They look they look identical. Like, You're right. So then we start looking at it. We see the controls are shut out, and then I see BMW on the controller. I'm like, look, man, like it, it's BMW part, you know? He said like, that's crazy. And then we start looking more, and on the uh, so on the controller on one side it had BMW, and on the other side it had Rolls Royce. Oh, interesting. So, oh, that's interesting. I open up the hood. I'm like. And I'm like, hey, man, are you sure this is not a uh, like a BMW V8? Yeah, look, let's look into it. Sure enough, it's a BMW M6. So we called uh, the dealership for a BMW M6 for the same part, and it was like 800-something. We called Rolls-Royce. It was like 1,900. It was the same part. You go to BMW, you get the same part cheaper. You go to Rolls-Royce, the same part. On one side, it has BMW in small letters. and the other side, it has Rolls-Royce in big letters.
0: So it's interesting
1: for, for the name of the the, of the brand, you know. So, a lot of people, I, I I do a lot of content like that for for my social media, and like they share 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 share, and that that helps them save money for the people that have that because they didn't know that, you know. Same thing with Bentley, like they use uh they use uh parts from Volkswagens that are way older. Let's say you have a 2015 uh, Bentley Continental, a lot of those parts are from a 2006 Volkswagen. Oh, so. Funny. Yeah. So there's something like all these cars, like they there's a, a background. It goes back, you know, and, and we do, I tell my people, you know, Hey, when you get, whenever you get a nice car like that, don't, don't trust the price. that it's telling you that you call the dealership. Let's, let's see really where that part comes from because at the end of the day, we're going to save the customer so much money, you know, and, and yeah. that's what we want. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I suppose there's a bit of control <laughs> arm somewhere just slapping on the car. Right. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, um, Obviously, not, not everything on the car is going to be identical, but mm-hmm. most of it, like a car like that, you know, it, ha- it does have the same suspension on the engine. It had the same oil filter. It took the same oil uh, uh, type. So a lot of the things are, are similar. Um, But to answer that question, too, at the end of the day, like I've sent my people to training, all of them, you know. So I have three guys that they can work on anything that comes in. And I have a younger younger technicians that are getting there. But uh, when the time is right, then I'll send them to training. But I spend a lot of money when it comes to self-development on, on my salespeople, on my mechanics. I send it to school to train. And it's free, you know. And and that's that like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You know, You, you it's not going to come out of your pocket. You're going to train. You're going to become better. And at the end of the day, you're going to make more money. You know, so right. I really emphasize on that, on
0: helping my people. That's cool. That's impressive. Yeah. I so, do it. you have any? Were there any challenges since you purchased the business in twenty twenty? Uh, about yes. the whole pandemic thing. So
1: when I first got the business, uh the main challenge was uh, getting more people. You know, like employees. more employees and more customers. It w- it was slow. I was making making uh, ends meet, but it was tough. I I just I, I did stress like when the first couple months when I got it lost a lot of weight and I was really like I was spending like almost all day in the business. Like I'm like, what what do I have to do to to get more cars in? And and I even tried to bright bring down the price a lot. And I'm like, it didn't it didn't really work. And um it was just hard at the beginning, you know? And I was trying to like uh learn from other people, you know, like, hey, how's your business doing right now? Oh, struggling, you know, we're probably gonna close down and I, I got really discouraged when I, I would hear a lot of, oh, we're closing down, you know. So it was tough, and then uh, I started slowly getting more more people. A couple months later, and now hiring, it was super tough. You know, no one wanted to work. Everyone was, uh, uh, you know, getting free money, and uh, it was really tough. You know, and as like I said, I made a couple mistakes of of hiring the wrong people. Um, and one of those mistakes, uh, it did cost me an engine, and it was for enterprise vehicles. Oh that yeah. was It was super mad. You know, it was a tough month because I lost, I lost money that month. And I was just like, damn, I need We need to pick the ball up because this can be the start of us failing, you know? So I'm like, okay, we need to, I I fired him and I'm like, Hey, you know, you you know, that there's a procedure. We do things there's, you know, we double check, we triple check before it leaves and he didn't do it. I got rid of him and like, I try to get more people. And like I said, they they would lie in, in the in the resumes and I would get them and it almost happened again you know that uh, loose dream plug I'm like man like I can't have this you know so then I got to the point where okay we're, I'm not gonna hire anymore I'm gonna take my time and it took me like six months to to find one good person you know and those those six months I had to be everywhere I had to be in the front I had to be up right there like I had to I was everything you know and it was very challenging because. You know, uh, a lot of people, what, what happens, a lot of people see the good stuff. They see the traveling, they see the 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 life you're living, but they don't see the the background. You know, they don't see the late nights, not spending enough time with your family, not spending el- enough time with your, with your wife. You know, so that can also lead to divorce or whatever, you know, because you're not no longer spending time with them. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what was happening to me. I was spending too much time on the business, a lot of headaches, a lot of stress because, it was tough. I didn't know where to start. I'm like, okay, do I get more customers? Do I get more employees? Like, and then I finally get more customers, and there's no employees. I'm like, damn, like this thing is hard, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started getting it together, and guess what happened? Oh, now the parts, oil. I wasn't able to get oil as fast as I was before. Oil prices skyrocket. Uh, parts. Till this day, there's like, uh, like for example, there's a Range Rover. I'm I'm still waiting on a part that's backordered and it's, it's been a month and a half so that's oh. still a problem right now and it's just I, I feel bad because uh you know a lot of people they rely on the cars they don't have an extra car like you know it's, it's tough you know and that was very a very tough moment it was what i think uh at the beginning of 2022 um there was a lot of cars that needed repairs and we had the we already had the job closed and everything and no one has a part not even the dealership so that's that's when i'm like i got scared again because uh, there was a lot of repairs that we, we were letting go in a sense, but it, it was out of our, um, uh, uh, it, it wasn't our fault, you know. So, it, it was tough because there was a time where, like, a couple months that we just, all we were doing was oil changes. We wanted to do uh-huh. more, but, but there was no parts available. So, that was another another hard time, you know. At the beginning of 2022, I'm like, man, this is very, very tough, you know. So, then I started, like, getting parts from a uh, online uh, uh like uh, parts stores, online parts stores, and I would kind of like stock what I, the things I would see that were more common that way. Like I wouldn't lose more jobs, you know. And and it was very tough in that sense. And uh, a couple months later on twenty twenty two, it got a little better. But like I said, till now, there's still certain uh brands that the uh they're really behind on 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 some parts, especially right now. Uh, you know, I don't know how it is over there, but uh, a lot of people over here in California are protesting. You know, so. Um, it's happening at Dodge, it's happening at BMW, it's happening at so many places right now. And, mm-hmm. um, we have that going on right now. So the automotive industry, it, it, it's, it's a hard business. Not only that, because also it's, it's a retail store, you know, customers. So customer satisfaction too, it's another thing. So at the end of the day, you just got to make, make sure that the people that you have in the front are, are, are running it the right way. And uh because you have bad customer service, it's gonna kill everything you're trying to do, you know. So right. it, yeah. it, 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 it it was it was tough. Um, like right now, like I said, this year it's been a breakout year, and a lot of it has been because I spent a lot of money on on personal development, you know, on how to hire, when to fire, you know, on systems, having a a, a book, you know, of everything, how it's random. Um, so there's so many things that I've learned just this year that I'm twitching and I see, I see the changes, you know. So Uh, it's only getting better and better but i mean every day you know sometimes we we run into something you know like oh we can't get this part like right now like um we have another vehicle that no one else has the part we have to drive out an hour and a half because this dealership has one so we're still running into into problems like that with parts um and you never know too like uh, at the end of the day um as long as as you can do whatever you can control you make the best out of it you know but sometimes people can get discouraged because it's not going their way. And, um, uh, I was once, I was once there and, and I mean, it's it's tough because it's not going your way and it's not changing. It's day after day, day after day. So it it, it can be tough for sure. You know?
0: Got it. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I'm right there with you with mine. <laughs> all answering service, but same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same hiring situation. I hear it all across the board in every industry. And
1: and something that um that I also I forgot to mention I did struggle and, and it did uh it did get to me because there was two two uh, technicians that I got fresh out of college uh in the in the automotive industry I taught them everything I knew and I made a really good technicians and what happens they they focus it on the money oh I'm gonna make more money over here and they come up to me one comes up to me it's like hey today's my last day I'm like damn, what do you mean like. We just went out to lunch. (laughs) You're telling me today's your last day. Like, what what do you mean? Yes, because I have this opportunity over here. They're paying me like 10 bucks more. Um, like you never told me money was the issue, you know. So yeah, but you know, 10 bucks more an hour, and okay, you know, do whatever you gotta do. And I was really discouraged, and then next thing you know, the other one follows. and I was without two really good technicians. So now I'm like, damn, no. So there was a time I was really discouraged. I didn't know, okay, do I teach my people everything or do I kind of not teach him uh, a couple of things? And I was kind of stuck, you know, and uh, that's when I hired my first mentor. And I told him that because um, his name is Albert, uh, Albert Preciado. Uh, he has a mortgage industry. He has a lot of employees. And I, I would see what he was doing. I'm like, damn, you have a bunch of people, like over 100 agents. Like, how do you do it? They're really like, I like, it was a team. Like, they would come in there and they're like all pumped. And like, I'm like, damn, that's I, I want that. You know, how do you do that? I teach them everything. I take care of them. And I tell them, okay, well, how do you teach them everything? Are are you scared of losing them? He said, No. If they want to leave, that's 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 a that's their fault, you know, because I, if we're growing together, it's going good, and, and they think that they can do it better by all means, you know. But you know what has happened before, like for him, like he's like they always come back, they try to do it on their own and they come back, but the the door's closed now, you know. So it's funny that he told me that because those people, those two people that uh, that did that to me, they see that uh, that we're we're growing a lot, and just recently, like one reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, uh, are you hiring?" Uh, I didn't even respond back. I'm like, "You like <laughs> you left me when I needed you the most. Yeah. Now that you see that we're doing better, you want to be part of it again? I know. Like, I don't. I don't do that. You know, because if you did it once, you're gonna do it again. You know, and 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 sometimes employees can be really complicated. I'll tell you that. It can get out of hand. And, and sometimes if you look at it, it, it causes uh, businesses to fail just because it gets out of hand. You know, uh, for example, you don't give them the lunches, the, the, the way it's supposed to. And, and there's so many things that can go the wrong way. You know, So that's always something to be really careful with employees.
0: Yeah. Employees are the biggest headache for just every business that a business owner that I've ever talked to.
1: Yeah. Common. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, too, I think it it, it creates uh, some, like, scares in, in the person running the business that they want to bring in family members. Mm-hmm. But I think also that's another thing that I've seen before, that they bring a lot of family members and it starts going south, you know, and, and bad relationships and it gets really ugly and it's like... Like, what I've learned is, like, it's not best to to bring in family members for that reason because, you know, they get comfortable, you know. And at the end of the day, like, they may not do the job as as great as someone else would if you didn't have a close relationship, you know. So, I mm-hmm. always try. I think they, they just try to play you safe. You know? But I think uh, it, it's not the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Totally understand. Yeah. It's tough. Very tough. But in the end, it's totally worth it because business it's is fun. And you don't it. want to be the one doing it all, all the time, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, so now uh, I'm in a good place. You know, I got the business on autopilot and it's giving me uh, more uh, time to focus on other things, you know, so it's, it's very good. Uh, but let I me mean, just look at it. You know, I opened it in uh, August, 2020. This is my third year. And like, you know, now things are, are running more smooth and yeah. that's, it impressive. Took, it, that's it. It didn't go, you know, it wasn't in the first year. It, it wasn't like from month to month, you know, it took a couple years, but in, I'm not saying we're done, you know, we're improving and improving more, but now we're finally getting to a point where like, okay, like finally, you know, like (laughs) now we can, we can kind of take a few days out on vacation if we need to, or or we have to, but now we we're we're to that point, you know, but that's something, like I said, people don't understand. Sometimes people get into business to make more money and travel, but it's not like that, you know, it's actually not a light
0: switch. No, you got to put in the work
1: absolutely you know it's the opposite you know you you work more than the eight hours you 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 work way 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 more you know and i think i think they just get confused they're they're in it for the money and i mean i i know you you gotta make money to pay the bills but i think when you focus on really helping people and uh really uh helping others i think the money comes on its own you know and i think that's the way i see it like I, i never saw it oh i want a business to make more money i just saw that you know, I know I know a lot of stuff that I can I can help others, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, if, if, if you do a great job on anything you do, more referrals come in, more money comes in and and, and it goes better because if you're making it so so transactional, people are going to know people are going to know you're trying to sell them something. People are going to know like they can't trust you, like all, all, all you want is your money and and. At the end of the day, it's going to come to the point where, like, you're going to die. You're not going to have any customers, and it's just going to be ugly because you were so focused on, on, on the money, you know? So um, that's just, like, the difference between uh, me and, I I mean, I, we're in the industry that what happens is that everyone, especially women, they don't trust you. Oh, you're, you're crooks. You know, everyone has a bad image of mechanics. Why? Because the things I'm talking about always happen, you know? You go to any shop, and they try to rip you off on things that you don't need, you know? So... I get that. And I understand when they're like, oh, no, it's okay. My, my husband will take care of this. And like, okay, you know, that's what we try when we do anything, any, any inspection, we show them, okay, this is how it's supposed to look. This is how it looks. You know, we make the comparison that way they understand one. We're not ripping you off. We're explaining to you how this works. You know, and at the end of the day, like I said, it's information, it's information that they need to see because we have a conversation. You don't, you don't understand the terms I'm talking about. So, People don't take the extra step to do that, you know. And and I always like to to make sure that the customer has all the information needed to make the decision.
0: Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Totally true. We're in the same same boat, I guess, as far as that goes with trying to convince customers to trust us. Yeah, because the the industry, I guess, can be a little shady. Mechanic industry, especially, right? People don't know oh, what yeah. they're going in. Yeah, yeah. They want their car to get from A to B and not make any noise doing it. Exactly. <laughs> And not be left on the side of the road, but yep. as far as knowing what's under the hood, it's kind of scary how a lot of people have less than zero interest in learning. What's oh, yeah. There. oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So interesting. But Nestor, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, man. And and, and really appreciate the opportunity to, to
1: be on your show. And uh, I loved it. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Tell me, how can people find you?
1: Uh, They can find me on Instagram at uh, Nestor Gutierrez or... Uh, My business uh, Instagram is also uh, Rancho Express to Beef. Uh, They can find me on there. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to, to get a hold of me.
0: All right. Awesome. I appreciate it, Nestor. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. If you're listening or watching this on the web, if you could do us a huge favor, give us a big old thumbs up, subscribe, and best of all, and most of all, share it with your entrepreneurial friends, especially those that may be interested in the automotive industry. My name is James Kidman, and Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering and reception services for service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com. And of course, The Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur and all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners, as well as our guest, Nestor Gutierrez, owner of Rancho Express Lube. Uh, Nestor, can you tell us one more time, where can people find you, what city you're in, just something like that? Yeah.
1: So I am uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you can find me on Instagram at the Nestor Gutierrez or Rancho Express Lube.
0: Excellent. I love it. Past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night. The podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.